Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Sour Cream and Onion. Come back to you after a long break. It's good to see you guys. It's good to hear from us. Yeah. It's good to um, enjoy the beautiful, wonderful, fabulous day. Halloween and it is. The spooky day. The spooky day. I hope you guys won't mind us doing a spooky episode uh we're recording this Halloween evening, so it's most definitely not going to be spooky season when anyone is listening to this. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this way in the future. But yeah. Anyway, spooky let's introduce scary. ourselves. I am sour. But I'm call me the skeleton. Oh, I'm cream. I did not come prepared with a monster in mind. And I am onion. I make you cry. <laughs> so scary, I make you cry. <laughs> That's like pretty that scary one. indeed. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Anne cannot be here with us because she's really busy, as were we during our vacation. Big air quotes, vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vacation. Oh, vacation. <laughs> to university. Yeah. yeah. I heard that it's like I was um, doing a bit of like um I was teaching myself just watching like people like um how to like properly articulate yourself on podcast, stuff like that. And the dude was just like, you can actually do air quotes to your voice. And it's like just something that can extenuate humor. And so it's just like, uh, well, we're coming back from our vacation um, <laughs> after a long while of doing fun, not extracurricular <laughs> work. So. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could also try to imitate what's the, the TikTok. Whoa, look at my voice. Whoa. I sound like the octopus from the Wiggles. Whoa. I'm not imitating the effect very well. I don't consume. The only TikTok I I have seen is because of And. Yeah, she's addicted to that. I don't know. She, that like she a does really like TikTok. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there's an invention needed. In the real world, some people thought TikTok was actually going to be banished into the depths of obscurity or um, banishment. I mean, they tried. There was an ex- executive order. I yeah. don't know where that went. And then at the last minute, someone decided to keep it alive. But I actually downloaded TikTok onto my phone for posterity. So then in case I was going to sell my phone later and I'll go, this still has TikTok. Oh, my goodness. And then they kept alive. And then my uh, my plans for riches have been ruined. I cannot spend it on um, Les Pauls or Marshalls or um, video cards. If only we had kept around Flappy Bird, we'd all be rich right now, and we can afford good equipment for the podcast. I still have Flappy Wait. Bird on my old iPod. Oh my god, you could sell that off for like I could a million dollars. Posterity, yeah. it still has Infinity Blade. You can't download. So Infinity guys, Blade. if you want an iPod from Onion himself, please reach out to us. <laughs> Email is something. <laughs> See, 
what we got to do is first, once our we have to make our podcast famous. Then you have Flappy Bird, Infinity Blade, and it's Onions All iPod. So that's like a triple whammy, and we'll get like a million dollars off yeah. of that. That's Don't forget, if you call in yeah, right now, exactly. we'll throw in Sonic Schoolhouse free. That's right, free. <laughs> Plus shipping and handling. Nope, I'm, I'm keeping Sonic Schoolhouse for now. <laughs> I guess, it, I guess, I guess we should talk about the, the PCX elephant. file elephant in the room. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Onion and I, I've been hanging out with Onion and um, in City and yeah <laughs> station square but we'll, we'll call it station square we're, we've been hanging out in station square for uh <clears throat> my anniversary with and five years dating which is very nice just earlier today onion and i went out to a really cool local uh, retro game store and they had a copy of sonic schoolhouse for like windows 95 <laughs> So one day we're going to be putting that on the Sour Cream and Onion YouTube channel. And that one day is today. So don't you guys no, go straight to today. We ain't even got it working. We, it literally only know. runs on 16-bit Windows machines or 32-bit <laughs> Windows machines with 16-bit backwards compatibility. Hey, Sega. Hey, I have a question. Um, I'm trying to get it to work on my 16-bit um, T84 calculator. They've um, got to read me with you- the, the, number, the Sega technical support number and email so we'll just call him up i'm trying to get sonic schoolhouse to work on my windows 10 64-bit machine i wanted to see how <laughs> how much the frame rate has improved now that i've got my my amd epic processor and 3090 processor. <laughs> but i can't get it to work can you help me please 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 just install dos box you fucked <laughs> the damn game <laughs> <laughs> the, the readme says it doesn't work on DOS. It said Windows uh, 3.1. It, I think Windows that, 3.1 and Windows 95, but it well, said this thing, game does not run in DOS mode. Nerd time. The <laughs> thing is that um, I think Windows 95 is actually like an overlay on DOS. So mm-hmm. that's how a lot of like older DOS titles like Duke Nukem and stuff were able to run on it properly. Yeah. It's time to chew. That's what happens when you binge watch uh, lazy yeah. game reviews oh, literally oh, all day. Uh, I think there, I think there might be some dependencies that it has that are specific to like Windows three point one and ninety five. Yeah, that means it can't run if it's just DOS. But maybe if you can get those, I you think, can run it in like a DOS box. I think my uncle in Washington State has a Windows ninety five PC. Whoa, Ooh. whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a cunt at the state drop. Now they know what country you live in. Thanks, Onion. <laughs> As if they couldn't tell we're American. Yeah. What are you talking we, we about? Make allusions I'm British. To it. Do you guys not know? What's an accent I can do to pretend we're from another country? Yeah. Welcome to you guys Sour not- Cream and Onion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bad accent. Wow. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, mm. uh, We are from... Uh, we are from we're from we're from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Barack Obama. Uh, we're from Sweden. We're from Hawaii. Uh, That's no. not related to the from, U.S. at all. I'm from Hawaii. <laughs> I Welcome hope you'll enjoy to, uh, playing uh, Sonic Schoolhouse <laughs> with us. <laughs> My favorite game. I will play it growing up. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, collect the uh, Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> Chaos Control. <laughs> no present. No. 
No, I Mr. love it President. when uh, people scream in agony and pain. Hmm. <laughs> Carol Spear. <laughs> uh, oh, we have fun on this schoolhouse. podcast. We have fun on this podcast. We have fun Indeed. on this podcast. Um, uh, I guess before I, you uh, uh, start there, Onion, um, I just have to say, uh, Sonic Son Schoolhouse, uh, I played a game a lot when I was a child. I love uh, the pig and his uh, amazing, just the way he moves. So the, enchanting. The pig's, oh, we the pig's talk animation the when you select him is like body horror. Like his eyes <laughs> bulge out of his skull and then they get enveloped by it before returning to normal. It's, it's oh. I think that's probably our SGI graphics technology. <laughs> I think that's just the animator's way of flexing, talking about look at all my No, it reminds me of like the NVIDIA when like um they're first showing off their like their old physics engine by having a butt poop in this box to show how well it's like, it's like Yeah, which I know but it was funny. It, was, it wasn't even that good. Like it was like from two thousand like it's uh, sometime I can't I don't know. What an amazing time, graphics demo. What a like, yeah. chimpanzee. Actually, when we went yes. to when we went to the retro game store, we did see Duke Nukem Forever on the shelves. We did not <gasps> pick it up because neither of us owned the console for it. And because why would you pick up Duke Nukem Forever? But then again, why would you pick up Sonic School? <laughs> the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I think yeah. the saddest thing about that store is I'll that um, out of which when we stick both went there, short on. When, we both, when we both went there, Cream um, found was trying to find a copy of any of the Project Diva games, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we only found uh, the Project Diva games that were for PlayStation Vita. Oh no, it's flashbacks! And he Stop doesn't have one. Now. Yeah, one, I don't have a PlayStation Vita, and two, uh, unlike the PSP. The Vita games were not exclusive to that handheld. They, they were just the worst versions of the console games. Whereas the PSP had the original two games, so there was no equivalent to those on consoles. Apparently they're collector's items too. Yeah, apparently the, the day before we got there, somebody paid $900 for something related to Project Diva in that store. I don't, I don't think Whoa. they told us what it was, but they, they were just like, yeah, you, you slap Hatsune Miku on something and it's a collector's item. Somebody will buy it. You can make a styrofoam yeah. cup and put Hatsune Miku's eyelash <laughs> on it. <laughs> then you could sell it for $2 trillion. Something buy like a that. solo cup like thing from Walmart, put like a <laughs> Hatsune Miku sticker on it, yeah. resell it on eBay. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's a little drawing of her eyelash. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Official no Hatsune Miku merch. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I made this pancake, but I put a Hatsumiku uh. sticker on it. Now it's going for two hundred dollars on eBay. And it's t- two weeks old. Can't believe it. Incredible. Yeah. So anyway, let's hop into our our first segment. This is going to be a really quick one. It feels like one like, single correction and update. This is. It feels uh, like I'm playing Sonic Dreams Collection again when I hear that. What? <laughs> Sonic Dream Collection? Don't you remember that game? Sonic. So, 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 he's saying the, the soundtrack. Sonic Dream Collection. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> that. That was a trip and a half. But I want to get our Dude. first correction, our one and only correction and update out of the way. So uh, last time we mentioned our 18 to 22 demographic was rocking with uh, 69% of our listener base. 
Nice. But unfortunately, <laughs> it is now 71% of our audience. Oh, um, no. Rip 69. Hit the sad track of disappointment from the crowd. I mean, we thank you for watching our, for listening to our, our silly podcast. But, thank you, Gen um, Z. Thank you, Gen Z. Thank you. But, um, we love you. I mean, it, you threw off our groove. We need more people to watch so then we can get it to 420. <laughs> <laughs> we need 420% of our listener base to be in the 18 to 22 demographic. No, Come on, Gen Z, you can do it. We need to vote our in... groove, but we need 420%. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I'm like losing Gen Z, you can do bit. it. You can, uh, you need to go out in droves to the polls to vote, and you need to go out in droves to listen to our podcast. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Uh, so I was looking at uh, Porter Robinson's uh, Cherished Music playlist. He has a really good playlist of all this cool different music. And uh, he recently added like 20 more songs to it or whatever. I started listening to it, and I noticed, hmm, all of a sudden, the playlist is four hours and 20 minutes long. And 64 songs. I'm like, ah, that's so frustratingly close to 69, 420. <laughs> <laughs> Probably he did that just to screw with everyone. Just to screw with everyone. Yeah. I feel like if it was purposefully to screw with everyone, then it would have been 68 songs and 420. Yeah. No, no, no. 68 songs in like 419. Hmm. That would make it feel like 68 it's 68 songs in 419. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the funny numbers. <laughs> What is it? Is it 7421? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you mean too much. You mean too much. It just I mean, he could, if he could find like uh, five one second songs to throw on the playlist, or like six one second songs, he could make it 70 and 421. Wait, he's but... Napalm Death now or something? <laughs> <clears throat> well, though, it's an EP, not an album. Oh, okay. Or not a not an EP, a playlist mm, of just right. other people's music that okay. he thinks is cool. Yeah, I was about to say if he made like all those songs, like that's not EP. That's, a, that's, that's like <laughs> an extreme director's cut album. Twenty minute EP. <laughs> yeah, coming to you soon. We're gonna make a four hour twenty minute sour cream and onion EP of us eating sour cream and onion potato chips. Oh, we're becoming yeah. experimental. Exper- <laughs> <laughs> we're an experimental oh, artist. Yeah, bro. Check it out on Spotify. <laughs> Yeah, just like all the different ship flavors, and just like we just record us eating them. <laughs> That's oh, good man. right there. Sour oh, cream yeah. and onion, potato yeah. chips. I got this lays back. It says dill pickle and salt. Let's eat this. Consume with dill pickle and salt. Yeah, consume dill pickle. Consume sour cream and onion. Consume problem set. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a funny Game Grumps animation if you've ever seen that. Oh yeah. Consume oh, problem yeah. set. Okay. I can't do the southern voice very well, but yeah. you know. You know what? If you I want if you got heartburn <laughs> sport game something, eat, eat problem set. Yeah, it gives you joy. <laughs> Consume problem set. Has loads of calories. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the animation's really great on that. How they just instantly transform back and out of like commercial mode. Yeah, it was like the like freaking trailer park music like coming in and out. <laughs> I love it. Game of Thrones right. animations are always a good time. They are. They are yeah. a great time. I mean, you know what's more of a good time though? What's um, a good time? Music covers. Sonic's Cool House. Wait, no. what did you say? No, that's <laughs> music covers. Music covers. Covers. Yeah. We know this guy. Um. Is um, Blender Noob on YouTube? 
Um, he makes some great covers of some mm. songs. Just plug him in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Just plug. Yeah, just plug you ever that heard guy of in. him? He's pretty good. Yeah, he has yeah, a, yeah. I know, right? He has just, a pretty sick man. Code. I wish I could just meet that guy in person. That's so awesome. <laughs> he has a pretty sick collection of guitars. They have like a oh, really? Stickers on it. No, he has a guitar with a Hatsumiku <clears throat> sticker on it. It has to be collector's item. It's gotta be collector's item. Guys. He could sell that thing for like two grand. Yep. <laughs> a little bit less than the styrofoam cup with Miku's eyelash, <laughs> but it's gonna be. Official Hatsune Miku guitar. That'd yeah. go for a lot. Yeah, that would. Oh my goodness. Just I mean, the... Have you seen the freaking June Sonoe uh, Sonic and Shadow guitars? They did for like, no. uh, I don't remember which anniversary. The 20th. 25th. 25th? That sounds I, about right. I think he's gonna. I, I hope they do another run because. Please. If they do another we run. Need, oh my god. Oh my goodness. We need Crush 40 I, in here, bro. I need a. I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Get it exported from Japan. <laughs> please. Pretty please. <laughs> We're asking you. We're famous. We have a podcast with at least <laughs> one viewer. <laughs> Two, get with it. Seventy-one percent of our audience is in Gen Z. You know, hip kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Come we can on, influence with the youth. Come on, game designers. We are the fellow kids. We are the fellow kids. How We're do the kids you do, next door, kids. Oh, that takes me back. Kids next door. I feel oh, like man. my voice is suddenly transforming to Sonic. Whoa! Whoa! Wait, that's cool. <laughs> kids next door was a good show. Yeah, I know, dude. Wait, did you watch it? Um, well, I watched bits and pieces of it. I was more of a Billy and Mandy guy growing up. <gasps> no, don't even start, man. Oh, God. Oh. Wait, you have a beef with Billy me... and Mandy? You have a beef with Bill with Fred Fredberger? No, no, I... <laughs> no. I love Fred Fredberger and Billy and Mandy. Okay, good, I, good, good. I, I I love it. That's why I was saying that it just gave me too many like good flashbacks. I'm like I'm gonna uh, like get, hop off this podcast and just start watching Billy and Mandy. Oh, like, <laughs> for a second, it sounded like you were having war flashbacks. I was like, oh, no, yeah, this, yeah, this is not this is not vocal <laughs> of flashbacks. OK, so, yeah, Billy Mandy's yeah, I wasn't getting war flashbacks. Mm. Uh, Samurai Jack, Billy and Mandy, uh, Kiss Next Door. Mm. Kiss Next Door was good. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. There were a couple shows that, that I had to miss because um, I was relegated to the to the lowly playground that is Boomerang when I was growing up. Oh. But, I thought um, you were like, I was relegated to the Dark Zone. Well, <laughs> they didn't let me watch anything there. Lowly, lowly playground meaning they, uh, <clears throat> back in Boomerang land, we all had horses and buggies and um, <clears throat> everyone was still on dial-up internet. Sure. <laughs> and uh, I, I still had a great time there. Um, <clears throat> most of the Cartoon Network shows, like, I didn't grow up with Samurai Jack. Um, <gasps> I didn't grow up with Samurai Jack, out. unfortunately. Um, I caught Billy and oh, Mandy right when it was, it was ending. I caught Chowder when it started. Um, and I also watched like a bit of Camp Laszlo. And I only watched one episode of Flapjack. And then it wasn't until when hindsight where I immediately went, Flapjack was actually a creative hive for so much of the great uh, cartoon people in uh 2010s it's interesting like the regular show guy pendleton ward rebecca sugar they're all flapjack hmm. they all came from flapjack mm -hmm. it's so cool huh <clears throat> i didn't know that it's really mm -hmm. cool yeah but flapjack the show itself as much as i had a creative eye all the creators came from i still would say the show itself was that 
amazing and great. It was, but it was definitely a good starting point for them. And where they are now, they made some awesome, amazing shows. So Yeah. I can't really comment. One of your favorites I, uh, is Steven Universe. Steven. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. We do have a friend who looks a lot like Flapjack. <laughs> who looks a lot Who's like that? Flapjack. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I forgot. I, I have to look this wild up because I've never seen it. I have never heard of Flapjack. Well, as, uh, as Cream is looking up, looking up uh, Flapjack's, Flapjack's complexion, I think we should... <laughs> Drop into a our, a segment here as we uh, <clears throat> <Sorry>. wrong <laughs> wrong <laughs> nice no, segment okay. drop. That's not the right one. <laughs> what the heck? Louis Armstrong? Is that you? Yeah. That's the skies are green, red roses too. You and that me when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm angry, I'm hungry. What time is it? It's game time. Do you see? I, th- I think I barely recognize Flapjack. He, he he looks like he looks like one of our friends. <laughs> like when he was when we when we were in middle school. Anyway, I want to get started off. So I heard that you guys have been playing Project Diva 2. Specifically, I know who it was. And also, I'm not going to say that anymore. Who could have possibly been playing Project Diva 2? Who's... Not the person who we we talked about wanting to get a Project Diva game from the retro game store earlier this episode. So yeah, I've been playing... um, Have you ever played the Project Diva games for the PSP? The second one is my favorite. Uh... Because there were two games, there were two games on it, and Project Diva Two was the second one, and it was uh, it was the better one. Because fun fact, the first the first game has a lot of stuff missing from the series. Well, obviously they made improvements as they went along through the series, but the the first game you literally couldn't even use the D pad to hit the buttons. Like in that's the only game in all other Project Diva games you can hit. The D-pad, uh, the D-pad buttons and the the different shape buttons, uh, because they have a lot of really fast runs, to p- particularly on the higher difficulties where you just basically need to use two hands. Uh, and it also means they didn't have the double. There are they don't have it in the in Future Tone, and I think the newest game for Switch they don't have it. But in most of the oh. games, they have these like double presses. Where you have to press on the you have to press the corresponding button on the D-pad and on the uh, shape buttons at the same time. So they don't have any of those in the first game either. <clears throat> also, the second game just has so many good songs, and I don't have quite the same attachment to the songs in the first game. But yeah, the second game is really fun. I finally actually beat all the songs on normal difficulty, and I'm going through all of them on hard. It's a really fun time. I would wow. I would recommend playing it, but you will probably never find it because it was a Japanese only game and I had to get like a I had to go through a whole process to get like an English patch to it. Wait, they were and never no, never localized? Nope. Is that the why first two games? Is that why they're highly collectible? $900. Uh, that's part of why they were they're highly collectible. Part of it's just it's Hatsune Miku. <clears throat> part of it is um the games were originally all Japan. It wasn't until like 2014, I think, where when Project Diva F came out, that was when it finally came to America, uh, and like the 
and when it first came to consoles, that was when it came to PlayStation 3. Mm. Or I think Dreamy Theater, actually. Dreamy Theater 1 and 2. I don't know this. I'm just spouting this off the top of my head from uh, what I can barely remember. But I think those came out in Japan, and they were remakes of the first two games for PlayStation 3. So they had all these HD assets, and then they made a couple more games, and they finally brought one to America. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, Project Eva 2 is a fun game. Fun game. I would recommend it, but uh, it's a it's not easy to get your hands on. Unless yeah. you like to yeah. pirate. And once you get your hands off it, it's not easy to get your I hands mean, off it. If you've ever it. heard of uh, PPSSPP. Stop it, dude. <clears throat> Sorry, my potty humor. Ew, um, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it's, a, it's just a, a PSP emulator. Yeah. I remember when it like first came out because that was the only way I could play it. I never had a PSP. I I think PSPs are actually region locked. Are they? Yeah. So although, if I got one, I still wouldn't be able to play yeah, my well, game. Well, there are like there is like homebrew where you, that you can get that Not can true. unlocks I, the region lock. So if I was ever to get a if I was ever <clears> to finally get a PSP so I can play it play it on real hardware, yeah, uh, I probably. I would probably do a whole bunch of homebrew stuff with it. Because there's such a big emulation scene for the PSP. It's ridiculous. It's such a big hacking scene. You would never expect it. Because the Sony handheld consoles weren't really ever that big. But somehow, they just managed to get a crowd of hackers. Mm-hmm. Who were like, I'm going to make the most out of this. Yeah. Well, they weren't that big with normal people. But with the hackers, There's like though. a whole... <laughs> yeah. the hack- we got the hacker market down. We got the hacker market down. The people install Linux on their PlayStation 3s. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the same thing would have happened with the Switch if Nintendo wasn't so whiny about people messing with their consoles and that not being 100% under Nintendo's control. Nintendo has a problem with not letting any of their communities do anything. It has to be 100% Nintendo well, approved. Well, I mean, homebrew is still a bit of a gray area, honestly, when it comes uh, to, like... Stuff like this. Like, I know it's like, it's mine. I bought it. But also. <clears throat> well, they're also iffy with stuff that has uh, been decided 100% legal in court, like emulation. Yeah, but homebrew, like emulation isn't bad, but homebrew. That's when it gets mm. a little iffy. Homebrew, is, homebrew just, uh, is just messing with the hardware that you own. So yeah. that should, in theory also be legal although there's a bit of question with how corporations are trying to abuse it and right to repair and whatnot but yeah homebrew itself should theoretically be legal nintendo is just really whiny about it and doesn't want you to do it so they'll restrict you from their services which they can do because they're a private company yeah also homebrew is an avenue for people to pirate stuff which is part of the reason that nintendo has an excuse to do all that yeah, well, I mean, like, because honestly, I love my pirate coffee in the morning. I hate how Nintendo just represses me from drinking that homebrew pirate coffee. It's really, <laughs> honestly, it's kind of annoying. Nintendo was repressing me from my homebrewed coffee. My, uh, <laughs> my Gerudo coffee. My, <laughs> my, Gerudo my, coffee. Mushroom, my mushroom kingdom media roast. <laughs> I want a French press, yeah! Put some sugar in that. Mm. Mix it up. Have you ever heard? Uh, I, I might have mentioned this in a recent episode, but first of October, they have a great song. Um, they have a great song, "Coffee," 
which is, is it's just them screaming about coffee because they ran out of time to do lyrics over, over a guitar riff. Coffee. Mug. Also, they have a great uh, they have a great Halloweeny song called Thirty First of October, where he's just going door to door trying to sell costumes. <laughs> yep, I think you talked about speaking that of, on the last podcast. Speaking of music and rhythm games, ooh, um, as uh, as Cream has been playing like those really complicated Japanese rhythm games, I've been playing open source, free American lowly rhythm games. America, America. Oh, yeah. uh, I played um I played Clone Hero. So what it is, it's a uh, if any of you are uh, familiar with like streamers like Asai or Randy Ladyman or Yukog Monkey, they're they're huge people in the guitar hero scene. And they're huge proponents of a new game called Clone Hero. Ooh. It's been around for I think like three years now. And what it is, it's basically free and open source guitar hero for your yeah. computer. I love open source. It's so yeah. much better. Open source all the way. So what you can do is you can basically download songs off the internet and people have usually made charts like uh, Guitar Hero levels for them. And then you can play them in the software with actual Guitar Hero controllers. Only thing is I don't have one. So I've been using my keyboard. So the way got, I've been actually, doing it is with mm. um, the fi- there are five buttons on Guitar Hero controllers. So I've been using the escape to the F1 through F4 keys. And I pick up the keyboard and I place it down on my lap as if I'm playing like a, uh, a classical guitar or something. And I use the arrow keys to strum. So then it's constantly me just going spamming, spamming my keys over and over and over and over again to go and play like random songs. And it's, <clears throat> it's really tiring. It hurts my fingers. I can. It also sounds like, like it'd be like, really loud are you? on your mechanical keyboard. Yeah, on my on my really loud Cherry MX keyboard, it's like it can get annoying for some people. But do, do your housemates like wander by and they're like, "Hey, are you tap dancing in there?" No, they they don't do that. It's uh, <clears throat> at least I hope they won't. But <laughs> they're at, recording you secretly. At, at least it's not like IBM Beam Springs or um, the Model M or something. But. Um, I mean, in theory, what uh, what you could do is get like um, one of those guitar MIDI things, because then yeah. it'd be du- dual purpose, and you can just map the buttons using like a MIDI to keyboard. We could, but it's probably not the same experience. It's not the same experience. There's going to be some disconnect be, there. It could be dual use. You <laughs> could you could get some really cool like synth stuff out of that, mm-hmm. with because you could have a lot more pitch bend expression that's harder to do. Yeah. with the pitch bend <clears throat> wheel on a keyboard. Yeah. So then with mm. that with this Clone Hero game, um I've been having a blast playing like a bunch of my favorite like favorite songs, my favorite metalcore songs, my favorite soft rock songs, everything. And uh Disappointment Numero Dos from Numero dos. from the Retro Game Store. Please support your uh, local businesses. Please. They really need help. However, really I do. must say this. Um <clears throat> Retro Game Store, they had um they had a rock band controller. And it came with a free game and a USB cord for you to play connected to your computer. But the whole package was 50 bucks. But with their 20% off Halloween discount, it was like 40 bucks. And nice. I was, I, I was going to go, can I try the guitar? And they went, sure, you can definitely try it. They were really nice. And, yeah, then, they were. <clears throat> and then when I actually tried, I went, this is stiff and I don't like it. Mm. So I gave it back. And <clears throat> at least we, we got 
Sonic. We got, we got a gem. We, we got, got we got a we got a meme we got a meme game instead. And <clears throat> uh, well, I got Persona Five, so I'll eventually be able to play that. Yeah, definitely. One day, definitely. And Persona Five is so good. However, yeah. So now I'm just going to have to wait till I head back home to a Goodwill to go see if I can find some Guitar Hero controllers. Hopefully, actually. Uh, Although I you're gonna have to really wipe those down. We can talk about that after. You can hook me up. Yeah, I can hook you up. I just have to, we'll have to do it after. I so I have old like a uh, one that was for the Wii. I could definitely oh the Wii one, in. Wii one. It's yeah, it's a Wii one. Here's the thing: the Wii ones are the most valuable. Like everyone wants the Wii ones because apparently they have the lowest amount of latency. They do. They're the best ones. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I would have never, the best. Yeah. Never one expected you want. from the Wii because the Wii was supposed to be like the cheap console. Or yeah, something. like I actually had. Dude, a, the Wii was. I lit. actually played Guitar Hero back Hon, in uh Hon, can we, back when can I was little. A, I played Guitar Hero Aerosmith, and I didn't know a lick of Aerosmith when I was a kid. My dad did, though. So then I got to learn a lot, a lot of classic rock songs. Nice. But I sucked at Guitar Hero back in the day. <laughs> I, had no, I had no rhythm. So now I sort of have rhythm. I ain't got rhythm. I don't, I still, I, I sort of have rhythm now. I'm not a drummer. But I ain't got rhythm. I, I no, sw- I ain't got rhythm. <laughs> you have rhythm. You, you got to say when you ain't got rhythm, you have to have no rhythm. I got rhythm. <laughs> no, I ain't got rhythm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Cream has started clipping the mic with his classic. Well, that's okay because I'm the one who does all the audio cleanup. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be really hard to clean up. But um, yeah. As far as uh lay people rhythm games go. I'm enjoying the heck out of Clone Hero. I just wish dude. I had an actual Guitar Hero guitar to play the oh, songs man, on. Dude, yeah. on. Can we just like take a moment, like, because that bring, brings it back to the Wii. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the Wii. The Wii was the freaking best. It was, it such, was. It was such a great console, especially for the family. Mm-hmm. And the freaking but, worst, was, but the freaking best. No, it was, mean the freaking it was, worst? It was the best. It, was the best. it, was it the also best. had the worst, but it was the best. Well, <laughs> I get, oh, okay, well, you could I get say it, that man. about your iPod. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the, thing the, about Wii, the, the Wii, Wii had, had Smash Bros. Brawl. The Wii had the worst shovelware of a real, any real gaming console. But it also had okay. Smash Bros. Brawl, freaking Sonic Colors. The, there was a yes. Wii version of Sonic Unleashed that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> what are other the Sonic games? Sonic of the Black Knight. Sonic of the Secret Rings was no, pretty no, bad. No. Black Knight was good. I, I actually like Black Knight. Really? Black Knight's kind of ew. The theme song's good. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, the music, yeah, I'm the, with Onion on the that. The entire that's, soundtrack of Black Knight is awesome. It's okay, we can't, so good. Night of the Wind is great. The, the, the game itself is not the best Sonic game, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, it is good. Um, My favorite Wii games, Uh, I've, I actually have a huge soft spot for the Just Dance games still. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Those are kind of fun. Yeah. Specifically, Just Dance 3. That was probably my favorite Just Dance game. Just Dance, gonna be okay. And it was, it was also the game that properly introduced me to dubstep because it had uh, Skrillex's rock and roll oh, that's on it. And uh, when my parents heard it, they went, what is this? And I went <laughs> and I went, this is cool. This is cool. <laughs> I like how I loud it. it is. <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, I love how kids react. To I also love kids. the obvious. Also love the obvious ones: Mario Galaxy, Mario. Ga- oh man, mm-hmm. um, Super Paper Mario. I didn't play that one actually, 
but I I saw some people play it and that looked pretty cool. It has an incredible story. It's really it's really sad. But um, I feel isn't that the most mixed one of it's it's like the turning point between the two types of Paper Mario games. Between the good yeah. time and the bad time. Yeah, the good time and the bad time. It's like its own thing, but it still seems to be good, even if people are mixed on it. I think people have turned up, turned around on it. I think yeah. people are are unanimously believe it's one of the best ones. I need to I need to play it myself someday. I can lend you it. Um, just give it back to me because one day I'm not. I'm not, I'm not selling that. I'm not selling that. that's my original copy. <laughs> <clears throat> um, you, you're scarred from when you lost the <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine to a person who never returned it. Yeah, and my my friend in elementary school he never returned it. Never returned my copy. And you know how much Mario Sunshine is when it's in mint condition? It's like eighty dollars. Not that you well, sell it because you're not even going to sell like the Mario... phone, uh, iPod with Flappy Bird because it has sentimental value. Yeah. But... True. <laughs> just... You'd have to spend $80 to get it again. $80, yeah. Uh, Until heard... someone makes a source port of Super Mario Sunshine to the PC. Please. Well, no, they did... Um, well, they have one for the Switch, and I know you have a Switch onion. So, like, um, they have, like, the like the three... Like, the, the three-in-one... Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, but it's also you know, that's an emulation. It's cool. So I it's, like it. It's yeah. not the same. But it's I'm, by like it. I'm glad it exists as much as people bash on it. But I mean, I mean, they're 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 bashing on it for you know good reasons. <laughs> yeah, it it was kind of not it's a I mean, great move for Nintendo, and it really shows a lot of the bad side of Nintendo. It's it's lazy. It the the best they did is that it's in widescreen now, and I think it runs at sixty frames per second. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. other than that, like they, they didn't really upgrade most of the textures and the, the FMV cutscenes are still in 480p. <laughs> um, it's, well, I thought that, it's like sixty dollars for three for games that like, should not still cost sixty dollars when they're all over a decade old. But here's the thing: that's true. It's I feel Mario. like that should have been like a ten dollar. It's Mario. He basically he he kind of gets forgiveness <laughs> from all the he, but he shouldn't. He shouldn't. He's just like everyone he shouldn't, else. But look. You're talking to a fanboy. <laughs> You're talking to a fanboy where I'm willing to forgive the Italian plumber who constantly has betrayed me, hit me. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. Dude, um, it may I'll be an abusive relationship, right but at least there's love on one on onion side. Yeah. It's actually really it is a abusive it, relationship, honestly. Dude, it's like the opposite for me. Like this is like the Mario and Sonic thing. Like which one is like the better lover? <laughs> well, here's the, it's it's questionable because uh, Mario Mario will take very very good care of his image and his official games, but he, so he will, will abuse the community. Whereas Sonic is the absolute opposite. Sonic will not take very good care of his image. <laughs> he will not be in good games for very long yeah. strings of time. But he will love and tend to his community, and he will bring people on to make good games for him. Yeah, you know that's why I like Sonic. Sonic's <clears throat> like that girl who's like, you know, she doesn't. She's not like a best looking girl, but her personality. Like when you're sad and she touches you on the shoulder, you're like, oh shh. That that's me. Yo, that's a, she that's my me on the shoulder. She did have that's a moment. She did have a moment though where um she managed to pick up like heroin and stuff. <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's still slut on the street guess, by me. This has reminded me of uh we're referring to, to Sonic as a she now <laughs> because, because we're referring to it as a relationship. But please don't uh, don't randomly yeah, on Instagram you guys find I'm her getting inbox all somehow. these really I don't even look at Sonic memes all that often. It. 
But there's been a really weird trend where they're like gender bending all the characters. I don't know why that's a popular thing. That I'm sure it's been a popular thing because everyone wants to be. A but girl I don't keep today. up with the community. I mean, as much. Sometimes it could be. Community. Sometimes it could be interesting. Yeah, I think I think there's there's definitely interesting potential there. Like uh, even just if it's something like Saturday morning cartoon t- style fun. Like if you've ever seen, there's a the gender bend version of Ed's World. That had a that had a fun episode, the official one. What's Ed's World? Oh my goodness, you've never seen Ed's World? <laughs> Have you ever seen the no. ASDF movie? ESDF yeah. movie. It's by the yeah. it, he's in that uh Ed's, he's in Ed's World. It's like a web animated series. Yeah, it was basically <clears throat> like a flash series from the the old days by by a guy Ed Gould. Uh God soul. Yeah. Uh, he he passed <clears throat> away to cancer. In like 2012, and they continued the series with a bunch of different animations to pay tribute to it. And it's a, it's a, the entire series, all of the stuff that Ed did, and all of the stuff that was paying tribute to him. It's all really great, really fun time to watch. And they've actually come back very recently, uh, making fun of some of the uh, iffy parts of the fan community because some people don't realize that these are real people and they will use like their their uh full real names in like slash fic of the characters uh and it's really uncomfortable but the the actual edgeworld stuff itself is really great and you should go watch it just beware oh. the dark side of the fandom <laughs> all I have to do is just as, don't as join the dark everything. side. Even if they do have cookies, I have don't to, join them. All I have to do is just listen to a Bren Daniel episode, and there you go. You see the dark side of the Sonic <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> we do have a couple Sonic games on the docket, though. Oh, yes. So I got uh, Sonic Lost World for PC recently, partially because uh, I'm in an abusive relationship with Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> It but, always keeps going. I'm glad but, I can look at it from the outside. Just but also, I was really interested goodness. to see there is a modding scene for it, and I think if there's yeah. any Sonic game that by far has just all this potential within it, and it just needs like some fan levels to bring that out, it's Sonic Lost World with a total parkour system. Although they have this really weird thing where because they were ripping off Mario Galaxy and all of the, with their weird tubes uh you go like really fast when you're going forward but whenever you turn sideways you go like really slow and it makes any diagonal jumps a nightmare but there is a mod to fix all the movement uh issues and there's unfortunately not very many level mods which made me sad but you know what i can always come back to the they have two really relaxing grinding levels uh where you're just grinding on rails for the whole time and that, that's a nice one if I just want to take a few minutes to relax with the Sonic game. Because there aren't many Sonic games that you can relax to. But yes. Yeah. Man. It's, Dude. I don't know that I necessarily <laughs> recommend picking it up. But you, there is potential in it. Yeah. And no, Sonic I want more the... people to make mods. Please make more level Yo. mods. I need to Yo, do something <laughs> with the parkour. Because Sonic in the Lost World, um, honestly, like... That game, I played it on like when it was on the the Wii U. Man, that's a throwback. Um, yeah, I had the had, Wii U like, version, the... but I got it for PC one because of mods, and two because I don't have my Wii U with me. It's still at home. Yeah, that was the game that like um 
I was like trying to choose between my birthday between Sonic Lost World or Wind Waker. I totally went with Wind Waker Remastered HD, of course. But <laughs> naturally, um, that, I can't blame yeah, you for but that. Like, yeah. But still, like, it was interesting to me because I was playing a demo at the GameStop and I was like, this is actually not that bad. Like, I don't like the movement. It's like slow and chunky sometimes when you turn and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, it's like really like, I feel like the love for Sonic in that game. Like that, like, the like old, like Sonic feel, you know what I'm saying? There, there was a lot, there was a <laughs> lot of experimental cool. stuff in that. They, they were, <clears throat> I feel like they were reverting back to this philosophy of the Dark Ages where they're just like, that's the anything and everything at it but then they also had the then they also had the worst of modern sonic philosophies where they have the terrible writers who have all, who got all their information on sonic lore from the wikipedia article <laughs> the, just not great writing the over-reliance oh, yeah. on nostalgia the lack of focus well here's the thing yeah. when, whenever you make an experimental project like that um usually the developers just they get a time to just go crazy do whatever the heck they want mm-hmm. and that's that's one thing that's really cool about sonic Blast world yeah definitely. they they tried something different some parts worked some parts didn't but i don't know it's still a unique sonic game it, yeah people don't talk about it as and much if there's one thing it. that does make it better than the <clears throat> the dark ages the dark ages games is that it was actually a solid game it's not like it was buggy and broken like all of the all of the games in the 2000s. Sonic Boom. Look at you, Psycho 6. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, all I got to say about as that. Much as, as much as, uh, as, as impressive as Project 06 is, I still don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> all right, Memphis, Tennessee. I think it's really cool. The control Look at this terrible, orb. Especially when you have to carry the human. <laughs> oh. The human. Oh. <laughs> the human. Her name is Princess Elise. Yeah. Princess Elise. Are you in love with my boyfriend Sonic? You know that little boy, little hedgehog? It's like, yay tall. Well, she that's gets, my story. She gets kidnapped yes. like four times in that yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in the words of some, call me Johnny. She's worse than Princess Peach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's actually very impressive. Sonic 06, after trying the the uh, the the PC Unity version. Um, really makes me tremble in fear, just like Fear Extraction Point, a game that. I've been <laughs> Wait, playing. I actually want to mention one really Ooh. great thing that did come out of Sonic 06 is the Snapcube fan dub. Oh yeah, that's people. People <laughs> heard it. <clears throat> oh my goodness, that's There's, legit. Uh, All it's a fan dub too. <laughs> Me- yeah. <laughs> oh man. Mephiles steals the show. Uh, Eggman steals the show in the Adventure 2 dub, but the 06 dub, Mephiles yeah. absolutely, absolutely knocks out of the park. Depressed Silver. Oh. The Duke, dude. Yeah, the, the Duke. guys, go check out Snapcube. They're really all the people really are funny. funny in that. Yeah, like they're they're really Sonic has they're some kind, great lines. Very talented. Yeah. Look, Obama! I pissed on the moon. Take that, you idiot! <laughs> like, just Take that, ridiculous. Obama! I pissed on the moon. <laughs> I quoted yeah. that and put it over my bed. Mephiles being like, uh, oh, what was it? Not many, w- this is a gamer pad. Not many women have been here because I get friend zones so frequently. I like well, to be in the I'm friend not a zone. Gamer, so- I like friends. It's, it's not as it's pleasant, not pleasant as you think. think. Oh, that's, a, that's an amazing scene. So anyway, Fear Extraction Fear point. Extraction Point. Okay, so... Because we are recording this on Halloween, I figured it is good Ooh. to talk about a scary game. 
Yeah, put yeah, someone add the sound effect in. I'm, I'm totally gonna like auto tune that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I popped in. laughs> that'll, that'll make it extra spooky. You're, you're gonna go oh, yeah. murder beats on us? <laughs> but, murder on a we beat. We gotta have like murder beats demo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fear extraction point. So, this is an a expansion to fear, which was a game we talked about last episode. Where, um, <clears throat> so at the very end of the original game, your helicopter goes down and you have to escape <gasps> the nuked city that is now being haunted by the, <clears throat> by the evil, uh, ghost girl, Alma, psychic ghost girl, <gasps> Alma. Oh no. And I will give the expansion this. It is a heck of a lot more scary than <gasps> the than OG fear. Hmm. So for for instance, there was like there were legit moments where I was like tensing up and I didn't want to hit W on the keyboard <laughs> to, to keep moving. And that's uh, a sign of a good horror game. That's a sign of a good horror game. Yeah. And there's, do there's a lot more trippy sequences, like um a lot of more because the thing with fear is that it's one half action shooter, the other half spoopy horror game. <laughs> and <clears throat> The horror elements have been ramped up, and it's really good. The action elements, though, oh my goodness, they are so freaking good. I love this expansion. Oh. So the the action sequences, they're a lot tougher, and they're a lot more memorable. There's one fight inside a, a funeral home where it like <clears throat> where it's like really it's really intense where you like have to creep around corners and the because the AI is actually really smart, you have to go and like plan out every move you have to do, which is really freaking cool. It's not like a it's it's not like a kinetic, super fast, twitchy shooter like Doom or something. It's a lot more um <clears throat> it's a lot more reserved, even though it has like over the top matrix slow motion and ragdoll physics. But it's this expansion is just great. I really liked it. And it sounds like Breath <clears throat> of the Wild but with more horror elements. Yeah. It's a lot more a uh, lot more horror in it. And I legitimately jumped a couple times. And I hate jumping. Sounds too scary for me. But the thing is that But the thing is that the action elements are so great, you can stomach the horror pretty much because unlike a game like Outlast or something like that, you can fight back most of the time. Oh true. So the gameplay has more depth than normal horror games. Yeah. And it's nowhere near as like edgy as say Outlast. That sounds fun. <clears throat> yeah. So sweet. if you if you really do want to play Fear, thanks to the recommendation I had last time, then check out the expansion pack. Fear Fear Extraction Point. Um the only thing mm. is that um <clears throat> it's a little buggier mm. than OG Fear. For instance, there isn't a widescreen patch. You have to get a uh, you have to play it in four by three. Oh dear. You have to play it in four by three aspect ratio. And as with the original fear, there's a bug where for some reason it doesn't like Logitech mice. I just so happens I have a little Logitech mice mouse, mice. and uh, I happen I to have two mice at once, <clears throat> one for moving and one for shooting. Well, it uh, it has a practically weird, Oculus Oculus Rift. It has a weird hatred for Logitech peripherals. So then, if you're playing a, uh, like a G15 keyboard or one of the many mice they make. 
it will drop the frame rate down to like 30 frames or that 24 sucks. frames per second when really the game should be running at like 435 <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's really interesting it's an interesting bug thankfully it's patchable you just have it because it runs on like some old version of DirectX input or something uh. so then once you correct that it's it's pr- it runs pretty well and it looks and it and it looks pretty good for a game that came out in 2005 i think five sounds right 2005 yeah and uh yeah so fear extraction point good nice mm-hmm. wow 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 i can't what's the, well, Shem, what's, wow. the what's the you wow you can really clean off the wow screen. wink wow <laughs> wow <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see. I guess cool. we're not gonna go through this whole list of games because it's a big, big old list. Uh, I played Doom Eternal over the course of a weekend. He beat it too. The Madman. One hundred percent. All the collectibles. <laughs> it, it, it took me a week to beat it. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I've got every collectible on every level, but I didn't bother getting all the all the masteries for all the weapons and whatnot. That's that was more that I felt that was more than it was worth, but it was a fun time. Uh, I'd say the first first few missions weren't fun because I was stressed that they were very stressful, especially with the starting weapons. But when you go back with all the weapons, they're they're a blast. I think once you've gotten most of the weapons, the game is an absolute blast. It's so much more fast and frenetic. Uh, uh, There can be a little bit too many enemies at times and they can be a little bit bullet spongy. But just the movement, the movement. I've said this in a couple other podcasts, but I love movement in games. And especially once you get the first, the very first, uh, what was it, Blood Rune upgrade that I got um, was the one that lets you move in the air, have much more control in the air. And that was like the first thing I got. And that just made the game so much more fun because you can you can do the craziest (laughs) movement tricks in the air. Like you got a jetpack or something. And it's just great. I'm it's glad. just a great time. I'm glad you enjoyed my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I have not played Final Fantasy, so I can't like discreetly say this is my game of the year, but it's my game of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining it's a secret like, to everyone right yeah. now. And just like um, a little like trophy <clears throat> saying like onions game of the year, just like slowly dropping down from the top of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess to bounce off that, really quick thoughts on the DLC. I played the DLC, yeah. uh, Ancient Gods. Uh, Mick Gordon did not do the music, unfortunately. It was Andrew Holschall and oh, David dude. Levy. They both, uh, Andrew Holschall is famous in the FPS community who made games like Dusks and Dusk and stuff like that. And David Levy, he compo- composed music for Red vs. Blue. So if anyone oh. watched that, um, that you would know how his music sounds. And the soundtracks are great. And that's all I, that's honestly all I wanted. It just so happened that this game happens to be one of the most difficult FPS games I've ever played in my life. <laughs> so then, um, I beat it in a day, but that shouldn't, but don't let that dissuade you from thinking this is a walk in the park. This is brutal. It's brutal. Hey guys. <laughs> it's a brutal, it's a brutal game. Brutal They're, doom, but actually. Brutal doom, but actually brutal. Yeah. Like, yes, there's blood and stuff like that, but. It's more likely it's you will be smashed into a bloody pulp more than yeah. the enemies you have to fight. For instance, uh, I'll say this. Um, 
I was actually going to talk with Cream about the about a specific enemy in the game where you have to play fight him like he's a Kingdom Hearts character. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't particularly fond of him because he made you like stop and start move, stop and start make turn-based combat kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm like, no thanks. I don't want that in my Doom game. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. He it makes is you feel way rare emotion. That every that most enemies in the DLC, like there is one yeah. that literally dump that is like a, it's like a ghost that um sticks to an enemy, yeah, it like doubles their health and their damage, and yeah, and yeah. it turns them into the spongiest of bullet sponges, which then you destroy it, <laughs> and then you have to destroy the enemy with the the plasma rifle, and then I'm going. It, it makes you feel the this very emotion. enemy is the worst. But I'm gonna keep playing because I want to destroy it. <laughs> so then it makes you feel the rare emotion, splurge. Yeah. So, so yeah. That is surprise, lard, sadness, and rage. And um, the ending is a Spider-Man meme. I won't tell you which one, but it's a Spider-Man meme. And the and it, it Doom is basically turning into God of War, but in like the all the best ways possible. So. Um, the DLC, if you really loved Doom Eternal's combat and you liked that particular turn-based combat enemy because you knew how to like cheese him and everything, so it instantly becomes like a, like a, on the keys until he falls down, um, then definitely play the DLC because it's really great. I cannot wait for the next one. I'm gonna to have to try it sometime. I got my fill with just the main game. Here's the thing: uh, don't <laughs> don't play it during a school week or school day because no. you're gonna play it all day because you will beat it in one day, and then you're gonna go and then you're gonna go. Oh, that was a workout. I did nothing, and that was a workout. <laughs> oh, I thought it was gonna be more like yeah. It's a workout for like the whole time. I was literally sweating. Like I smelled afterwards <laughs> after playing Noob. I smelled. I just sat down in oh, my man. seat. And I reeked. (laughs) Also, uh, music's great, and combat shotgun sticky bombs are the best weapon. I used literally nothing else the entire game. You didn't use the riot shield? No. That was also a good one, but okay. Uh, Um, Oh, and the the unmaker was kind of fun, but I just mostly stuck to sticky bombs. Yeah, the sticky bombs, those are the most useful weapons. I feel like I'm a demo man, except I never even really played demo man in TF2. I was always a scout. Yeah, I was always I was always either scout or sniper in TF2. But when I was playing Overwatch, um, I would always play as uh, Junkrat, who's basically <laughs> Demo Man. <clears throat> Pyro's fun. I feel like next time I play one of the the new Doom games, uh, I always have just done combat shotgun sticky bombs all the way because mm-hmm. that's my the most satisfying weapon for me to use. That's yeah. my favorite. Now now that I have realized it's just Demo Man, I'm gonna be yelling kaboom. Yeah. Kaboom! Kaboom! I don't do a very good impression of him, but yeah. you know, I'll be having my fun. Man, that's a lot of games. That is a lot of games. This was a game-heavy episode. Yeah. That's the most consistent Ooh. segment in our podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess. Because <laughs> we're all gamer boys. Yeah, I guess. We're alpha gamers. <laughs> we're alpha gamers. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> should we talk about music? It's, it says here, according to my timer, it's an hour. We've been, yeah, we've been talking for about an hour, so we can move on to our poetry segment. All right. And as the sonorous bells ring out an ethereal chime, lies supine, and encounter a divine, mellifluous poetry time. (laughs) 
I feel really appropriately dressed for this because, uh, well, you can't see me because this is a podcast, but my, uh, my, basically my Halloween costume was, I'm, I'm an emo, well, I don't know, I'm a mix between like an emo and an alternative kid, but I've got, I've got like this whole edgy black outfit with like a flower on like the side of my shirt that's, that's pretty emo and edgy, uh, black painted nails, eye makeup, the whole, the whole hmm. thing. And like a emo, like a black, fully black beanie. But the thing is, if I just push my hair to the side, uh, cover up the flower with like my black button up that I was wearing over top of my shirt and put on my hippie sunglasses, I look exactly like a beatnik. <clears throat> so I, I could switch back and forth between emo and beatnik if I ever felt the need to read poetry. Actually, I could switch yeah, back and forth depending on the style of poetry. Because if I want to read edgy poetry, then I'd go back to emo mode. Yeah, like at first you look like a counterparts fan, and then the other <laughs> one you look like uh, you end up looking like Dean from Iron Giant if he <laughs> decided to listen to a lot more black metal. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, okay, what poetry. you have currently in your mouth is art, and if you hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> So, who'd like to read their poetry? Um, actually, why don't we let Sour, aka me, start it off. <laughs> All right. Yes, why don't All we right. let Sour? <laughs> I like how you set yourself up for that. <laughs> Any time. Anyway, um, I have some, I have a poetry just in the good old season of uh, Halloween. Freaking day, but whatever. Pagan holiday. But we'll start off with a nice poetry that I like to call The Skeleton. It's because I was playing too much Minecraft. <laughs> Alarming decrease. A hairy skeleton runs at the old chocolate. That was the skeleton IQ. Everyone? Just me? Okay. On to the next one. Oh, uh, our snaps are <laughs> coming through Discord. Just... You can hear it in the podcast audio, but you can't hear a snapping when you finish your phone. Noise gates. Yeah. <laughs> Even the clapping is kind of sporadic for Discord. It's like a little, little yeah, bit of tip marks. Yeah, we, we, we got we to gotta turn off our noise removal. Uh, <clears throat> okay. No, that's good. Leave it on. All right. Um, all right. This, this other one was uh, based off a walk I took this morning. Okay. So the title is... No, as well, um, Morning Sunrise Walk Along the Creek. Very long title name. What break of the day? A whole superb bottle hunts watching the lobster. Bravo! 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 It's also excellent. So when I was walking, just give it a little more context, when I was walking uh, across, along this creek, I found a dead crawdad within. Within a bottle, a plastic bottle. It was kind of sad. It was kind of interesting. It was kind of funny. Didn't know how to feel. It was very conflicted. I think I your poem expresses that very well. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. All right. By calling it a lobster. All right, and uh, I'll leave the last one for last. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go, guys, go ahead. I'm, I won't do that after we bring up a Sonic Schoolhouse once more. All right. <laughs> what? <clears throat> what? Uh, so I'm. My, my poem is a uh, very Halloween theme. It's my, my thought process going through my head was spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> uh, and also 
how Halloween is great because you can take all these horror images that are never in anything I like because I don't find horror very interesting in any of the mediums that I enjoy. But you can use it in fun and wholesome ways during Halloween and have candy. Mm -hmm. You can have all these fun, spooky ghosts smiling as you eat a uh, eat some Sour Patch Kids and Swedish Fish. Swedish Fish are the best, by the way. Yeah, they're But good. anyway, let's get to my poem. The spookiest of fiends, how frightening they seem. They fill you with fear, how shocking, oh dear. The skeleton smile, you scream. Their scary teeth will gleam, like they're plotting an awful scheme. You fear a dead end, but they want to befriend. How wholesome, it ends like a dream. I'm still left with no self-esteem. Thank you for listening to my poem. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry. Darby, good. Okay. I got one. Because I don't have a noise key. All right. <laughs> Let's listen to Onion's beautiful right. poetry. Okay. This one, mine is also Halloween spoopy themed. Okay. Ooh, spooky. Scary. Unless you, uh, uh the, all subtlety drops towards the end, but oh well. Here, here we go. Spookiness is all around. Chills and fright all abound. As we prance and rave for terror and scares, the world has gone, has gone into a scary sound. Pulling tricks on one another so we can gain some treats for no brothers. Setting traps their way will do the trick. Upon encountering, we'll drop down sick. Nomad killers roam about, seeking those with way less clout. Their leaders drives a devilish cult. Any sign of their godliness is an insult. As you roam around this Halloween, just be aware, for it can't be seen. The terror doesn't just lie in street, but in screens, papers, and a tweet. Bravo! Bravo! I feel, I feel like I got really conflicted. Mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of a lot of things are addressed at the end of that poem. Yeah. yeah. How you know I've been stealing candy from people? This is just... <laughs> There we go. That that was my intent. That was my artist intent. Yeah, okay. that that was the that was definitely the intention there. Okay. I know I'm tweeting it out on Twitter. How did you know Jerk. I was tweeting about stealing people's candy? candy? No, not the candy. I haven't been on Twitter, and I don't think I've ever been on Twitter consistently. But I haven't even looked at Twitter in years. Oh man. All right. All, 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 I, I only hear horror stories from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> So Honestly. I guess we'll end off with uh, Sour's beautiful poem, bringing us full circle back to Sonic Schoolhouse. Ended <laughs> <laughs> off with a bang, baby. Yes. All right. Talking about the character, the alligator, this one is purposely named Jesus. What? All right, here we go. The alligator. Oh, God, it's horrifying. It's snowing on Mount Fuji. And that's all the time we have today. <laughs> Why is Flash the alligator snowing on Mount Fuji? Well, I just imagine <laughs> multiple of those horrifying CG alligators raining down on Mount Fuji. Can I just take the... I think the entirety of Japan would immediately be evacuated. I just for, want... <laughs> for fear of alien invasion. I just, want the, I just want to take the SGI workstation that's producing all of those alligators so I can take it home. <laughs> and then I could make my own SGI alligators. <laughs> <laughs> I can make, make my own SGI alligators, my own SGI Dr. Robotnik, my oh own my SGI um, Bowser, my own... My own uh... <clears throat> yeah. You know, if there was ever a Japanese version of Independence Day, 
It would be the alien. The aliens would be the alligators raining down on Mount Fuji. Now it'd be Godzilla's. <laughs> be Godzilla's. It's it'd a bunch of freaking mini Godzilla's. Pretty much a bit more serious with it. However, I mean that's a classic, but <laughs> yeah, because but God's... think about how horrifying those alligators would be. Yeah, the the, the bunch of gators yeah. falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh my yeah. god. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Sour Cream and Onion. I'm sorry, Skeleton, Scrondor, Scrondor? and Onion. Nah, Thank it's, you it very should much. Be, uh, skeleton, what's the... Scream. Wait, what? Scream. Skeleton, Scream. Oh, yeah. Scream, and Cry, uh, and... And Paul Bunyan. That's, that's, that's the costume. Okay, that's my costume. I'm Paul Bunyan. Uh, well, I can't All think right, of a good go. costume for Cream. Well, mm-hmm. I... Actually, I guess I could be the the stream. Hey, the I'll painting. let you guys. Oh, you sound I'll scary. let you guys take a random guess. Random swing at my yeah. costume. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for listening to our Halloween episode after, that comes out after Halloween. Ooh, that's right. Spooks and scares. Spooks and scares. Please vote.